are listening to the Sports Daily. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A great, great Friday show for you. We've got your plays in college and pro football. Man, I hate to say this, but I'm liking the card again this weekend. Not the card again, the card again this weekend. Some good games. I really think I, I mean, I put some effort into it like I do every week, but when I was looking at it and then looking at trends to back up the picks and almost, you know, have stayed away from certain trends that you would have think I'd bet this week, I really like the picks this week, both college and pro. Let's hopefully it comes to fruition. And we'll get to those momentarily. Let's begin. Let's start off in college football with my best bet. In college football this year, I'm 36, 33, and 4, just a tick over 500. But my college best bets in eight weeks of college football are 6, 1, and 1. It's my best play going in all the plays that I give you on Friday. This week's best bet, I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. They're minus six and a half at home against Cincinnati. Cincinnati is two and five. Oklahoma State is five and two with three wins in a row by eight points, by seven points, and 14 points, respectively. And in those three games, they've scored 116 points. So it seems like Oklahoma State has found their groove after losing back-to-back games to South Alabama and Iowa State. Three straight wins against Kansas State, Kansas, and West Virginia, like I said, by 8, 7, and 14. Cincinnati, first year in the Big 12, they're struggling. They haven't won a conference game. They are 0-4 in Big 12 play. They've hung in some games, but getting Oklahoma State less than a touchdown at home, give me the Cowboys as my best bet in college football this week. Other picks, these are 15, 14, and 2 on the season. I'm going to go with Texas State plus six at home against Troy. I think these are two evenly matched teams. Troy's five and two straight up. They're three and four against the spread. Texas State is four and two straight up. Actually, five and two straight up. So they both have the same record. Texas State's four and three against the spread. Troy is three and four against the spread. These two teams are pretty evenly matched to me. Now, Troy is on a roll in their last three games defensively. They've won 28-7, 37-3, and 19-0. However, those three games were against Georgia State, Arkansas State, and Army. Georgia State's fairly decent, even though they lost last night. Arkansas State and Army, not good offenses. Texas State, their points total this year in their games, 42-13, 77, 35, 50, 30, and 21. So I think... Troy is not going to hold this team under 10 points. And getting almost a touchdown at home, I'll take the underdog here in two teams that I think are evenly matched. So give me Texas State plus six at home against Troy. Yes, I'm going back to the well with the buffs. Give me the Colorado Buffaloes plus 17 at UCLA. I just think that number's way too much. Remember, while Colorado is four and three on the season, and they're probably not going to beat the UCLA Bruins outright, Colorado's been in every game they've played this year. Outside of the Oregon game where they went on the road and got blown out by Oregon, of their seven games, six of them, all of them were within 17 points. They they beat TCU by three. They beat Nebraska by 22. They they beat Colorado State by eight, had that Oregon blowout, but then lost to USC by seven, beat Arizona State by three, lost to Stanford by three. And now they're giving them 17 points on the road? 
with UCLA, who just looks like they're going with Ethan Garbers as their new quarterback, I it just seems like a lot of points. And there's zero home field advantage for UCLA at the Rose Bowl. Nobody cares about UCLA football. They don't go to the games. So probably have a lot more Colorado fans than there will at UCLA. So give me Colorado plus 17. And the other one I like, I just like Wyoming plus the four and a half at Boise State. Boise State is a, you know, they're three and four this year. And Wyoming is, sorry, let me get my paperwork out here. Sorry for looking at that. Wyoming's five and two. And they're getting four and a half points on the road at Boise State. And again, I think I bet against Boise State a couple times this year. This isn't the Boise State team that you knew in, you know, the early 2000s when Dan Hawkins and Chris Peterson were coaching this team. This this is not that Boise State. They play a lot of close games. Their last three games, they won by three, lost by three, won by eight, lost by one. So you figure Wyoming, five and two, Boise State, three and four at home. This is going to be close. Give me Wyoming plus the points, plus four and a half. I've got three underdog plays for you, and yet again, um, I'm going back to the well with the Ragin' Cajuns. The Ragin' Cajuns are getting 10 at South Alabama, and I don't see why they're getting so many points. Both teams, again, I believe are evenly matched. Louisiana is 4-3. and three. South Alabama is 4-3. and three. Louisiana is 2-5 and five against the spread. South Alabama is 3-4 against the spread, but Louisiana is basically – not covered when they've been favored. They've only been a dog and an underdog in one game this year, and that was when they were getting 10.5 at Minnesota and lost by 11. They're getting 10 here at a team that I believe the line is so high because the last two games South Alabama has played, they've won 55-7 and 55-3. But those were against ULM and Southern Miss. One of those teams is 2-5 and five and one of them is 1-6, and six, so I don't care about those final scores. They've won the last two games by a combined 110 to 10, and yet they're only 10-point favorites at home. You would think that line would be higher. I think Louisiana has a really good shot to not only cover this game but win it outright. So they're plus 278 on the money line. I'm also going to take West Virginia plus the 7 at UCF. West Virginia's off back-to-back brutal losses, and they lost at the buzzer you know, on that Hail Mary play to Houston. And they lost at Oklahoma State last week, 48-34. Uh, this is a team that needs to turn it around. They need a win badly. And while UCF did hang with Oklahoma last week, um, to come home and lay a touchdown, I think that's too much. I think this line should be four. They're three and four on the season. I just, I'm not impressed uh, with UCF at all. They've lost uh, four in a row. And they're laying seven points. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure I'm a fan of a team losing four in a row and being a touchdown favorite. Now you might say, well, they're due. That's why they're a favorite. Not for me, they aren't. I'll give me use, give me West Virginia plus the seven. And I'm also going to take Kansas plus the nine and plus 260 on the money line against Oklahoma. I think Kansas can hang with Oklahoma, and I think Kansas can beat Oklahoma. I, I, I know Oklahoma is seven and zero. I know they have only not covered one game this year, but that was last week. And they're going to get everybody's best shots now because the target is on their back. They went out, they are in the college football playoff, and other teams know that. So I'm taking the points. I'm probably going to bet against Oklahoma a lot the rest of the season because I don't think they're a 12-0 team. I really don't. So give me Kansas plus the nine at home against Oklahoma. My three-team 10-point teaser in college. Let's pump up Louisiana to 20 on the money line. Let's pump up Kansas to 19. And let's go Duke-Louisville under 56 in that one. So three-team 10-point teaser. 
Louisiana plus 20, Kansas plus 19, Duke Louisville under 56. Now, let's get going with your NFL plays. Done really well in the NFL this year. 25 and 17, 60% on the season. So if you add up college and pro, I'm 61, 50, and 5 overall, which is 55%. Good. I'll take it for a whole season, especially since I'm giving you seven, eight plays in college every week and usually about five in the pros. But again, I guarantee you're not going to like a lot of the pro plays this week. But remember, last week we went four and two with you not liking any of them. And a lot of these are system plays. A lot of these are games you just have to bet because of this, not system plays, but situational plays. So first off, my best bet in the NFL. I'm 2-3-1 and one on these best bets in the NFL. So let's try and get back to 500 with these. I'm going to take Green Bay plus the one and a half at home against Minnesota, and this is strictly, hey, the Minnesota Vikings are an under 500 team that are coming off a Monday night football win and are a road favorite. It's short week. They just beat the San Francisco 49ers on Monday night football. Everybody and their mother is going to be all over the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, my gosh, they're only laying you know, have to win by two points in Green Bay. You know, Green Bay might be two and four on the season. These are two teams that are evenly matched. It's a divisional game. It's a divisional home dog. Green Bay might be two and four. But have you seen some of their games? Outside of losing at home to Detroit on Thursday night football, 34 to 20, they're in every game. They won their first game of the year by 18. Then they lost at Atlanta by one. Then they beat New Orleans at home by one, the Detroit blowout. They lost at Vegas by four, 17-13, and last week they lost at Denver, 19-17. So as bad as they've been, they've been in basically every single game they played outside of that Thursday night game in Detroit. So I, I always love betting against teams that won at home on Monday Night Football and have to go on the road, especially if it's a division game and especially if they're a favorite. Yes, it's a small favorite, but they're still a favorite. So give me Green Bay. Plus the one in my ha- one and a half. That's gonna be my best bet in pros this week. My other plays in the pros. I'm 15 and seven on these plays, so we're looking at over 67 percent on these plays. And this is just a matter of obviously, there's always four games that I like. You know, whatever. You know, best bet, and then I always have three or four other picks, and I just haven't chose the right game to use as the best bet. So you kind of can put them all together and just say these are my top plays of the week, but I'm singling out one to just give you a best bet. But when my picks behind them, the best bet have gone 15 and 7, clearly I'm doing something right. So, But like I said, you're not going to like these because, once again, we are going back to the well with home underdogs. We've got three. Are they all divisional home underdogs? Uh, Two of them are divisional home underdogs, and one of them is a rivalry home underdog. First up. Give me the Broncos plus seven and a half at home against the Chiefs. It's a divisional game. They literally just played two weeks ago. Remember, Kansas City was favored by 10, 10 and a half, and they won by 11 on Thursday night football. Now the line is down to seven and a half. Denver's getting it at home. I, I can see this being a field goal game. Kansas City, after losing the first game of the year at home to the Detroit Lions, I believe they've covered six in a row. Or no, they've covered five of the next six. They're due for a non-cover. They know they can beat this team, 
And I just have a feeling that this is going to be one of these games that Denver jumps out to a lead, Kansas City sleepwalks, and then Kansas City turns it on in the second half. I just don't think they beat them by more than a touchdown. So I'll take the Broncos plus the 7.5 at home on on Sunday. Also, give me the Washington Commanders plus 7 at home against the Eagles. The Eagles had the biggest win in football last week, beating the Miami Dolphins by two touchdowns. I told you that there is a theory, and not even a theory, it's factually correct. It all depends on what you think was the biggest game of the week. But if you go back to the previous seven weeks in the NFL, the team that had the best win of the week, arguably, because it could be debated, you might think another game was the best win. But if you look at the best wins of the week for the first seven weeks, the very next week, that team that had the best win the week before either lost outright or did not cover in the next game. I still don't think Philly is right. Jalen Hurts has thrown eight interceptions this year. He's got a knee injury. He's not running as much. It's a divisional game. Remember this game? This was another game that was played two or three weeks ago where the Washington Commanders were plus eight at Philly, and everybody had Philly tees down. You got lucky, and you won on the tees, but remember this was the game where Washington scored with no time left and decided to, and they were getting eight, and they were down by seven, decided to kick a field goal, excuse me, kick the extra point instead of going for two. And we had that whole thing about Ron Rivera, what are you doing? And he said, oh, my team was gassed. Remember that whole thing? Yeah, that was this two. That was these two teams. Now the line has only moved one point, and Washington's now at home. So Philly was laying eight at home against Washington, and they won by seven in overtime, or six in overtime. Now they're in Washington three weeks later, and Washington, coming off a loss, is getting seven at home. It's too much for me. Give me the Washington Commanders plus seven. Another underdog. Give me the New York Giants plus the three. Buy it from two and a half to three. I like them at home against the Jets. The Jets are coming off a bye. I think the Giants, and you know what? This is a game where right now we don't even know if Daniel Jones is starting. But if Tyrod Taylor is starting, I like the Giants even more. I might even question whether or not to bet this game if they decide Daniel Jones is starting because I think the Giants have actually played better with Tyrod Taylor as their starting quarterback. I'll leave it up there now, but I would pay attention. If you find out that Daniel Jones is going to be named the starter and is going to start this game, if you want to pull out of the play, that's fine. I'm probably going to leave it in, but you might want to get it now at plus three because if he's announced as the starter, I think this is going to go down, and it's going to be going down to two and a half or two. Get the three points at home with the Giants. I think these are two evenly matched teams. Again, we're betting against Zach Wilson. I don't want to say on the road because they both share the stadium, so he's familiar. It'll be 50-50 crowd there, Jets and Giants. I'll just take the points. I think this is going to be a field goal game either way, so give me the three with the Giants. My underdog play of the week, 4-3 and three on the season, plus 2.9 on the money line. You knew I was going here, and don't be surprised – if they pull the upset, I'm taking Arizona at home plus the nine and a half against Baltimore. And this is strictly a situational play. Baltimore just came off the best win in the NFL last week, blasting Detroit 38 to six. Now they're going on the road and playing a one in six team that nobody expects anything from a one in six team that has lost their last three games by 14 by 17 and by 10 Baltimore is rolling. They're 5-2 and two straight up, 5-2 and two against the spread. But Arizona, outside of those last three games, which, you know, that's almost half their season, but they have played well at home. Remember, 
They had a 20-0 lead on the Giants and lost 31-28. They beat the Cowboys at home 28-16. Cincinnati got them pretty good, 34-20. But they've been on the road the last two weeks at the Rams and at Seattle. They're coming home for Baltimore. It's a lot of points, and everybody that you know that does teasers is going to have Baltimore in a teaser. And when that happens, I like going the other way. Not saying that Baltimore can't cover a teaser because they can easily win by three, but we win our bet at plus nine and a half. So give me Arizona plus nine and a half and plus 370 on the money line. As for the three-team 10-point teaser, uh, I mean, there were so many options here because you had six games where the line is eight or more, and just teasing them down, you're basically saying, give me these good teams at home to win. I'm still taking my underdogs. Give me Arizona plus the 19 and a half. Give me Green Bay plus the 11 and a half. And you know what? We will take one home favorite and tease it down because I can't I can't say that Tyson Badgett is going to start his career as a Chicago Bear quarterback 2-0 and and especially win a road game when the Chargers are in desperate need of a victory as they sit there right now at 2-4. and if they, if they lose to the Bears, which is what they would have to do for you to lose this bet, because you're teasing it down to plus one, then heads are going to roll and the season is basically over. I think the players know their season is over if they lose to the Bears. So three-team, ten-point teaser in the NFL. Arizona plus 19.5, Green Bay plus 11.5, and and the Chargers plus one. Let's see if we can get this done. As I say every week, I want to repeat it. Do not bet your mortgage on these games. Do not bet your paychecks on these games. Just have a little fun with it. Doing good in pros doing good on the college best bets, doing good on the NFL picks. So if you want to just tail those, that's fine. If you want, you don't want to bet eight games a week in college and five games a week in pro, that's fine. You want to tail the ones that I have the best records on, it would be my NFL picks, 15 and 7. College best bet is 6-1-1. One and one. But overall, hitting 55% for the year, 67% or 60%, excuse me, <clears throat> in college or in, in pro. And... You know, I we're getting to that time of year where there's going to be, and I don't know if you know this, if you've been following this, the Vegas numbers and stuff like that. Up until last week, especially in the NFL, up until last week, the public has been winning, and that just shit doesn't happen. That stuff's going to start evening out. You're going to start seeing. I mean, there was a major, major pushback. The public got destroyed last Sunday in the NFL because the only team that did well for Vegas. Um, was Seattle because they were the only real favorite to cover. There were so many underdogs that covered in one outright, and that's when Vegas does well. And I think we're going to start seeing more underdogs start covering. Last night we already had an underdog cover. Tampa Bay had no business covering that game against Buffalo. But when you're laying a big number at home, you got to look at these dogs, and especially if you're laying a big number on the road. As I said, there's six NFL games this week where the spread is eight or more already. The dog is covered in one of them, and that was last night with Tampa Bay getting the backdoor cover, scoring with two minutes left, and losing only by six, getting 10 at Buffalo. I'm telling you right now, of those 10 games, I think at least three or four are covering, and one or two are winning outright. But that's the problem of, you know how I say, when you bet an underdog, bet them to win outright, because the spread has only mattered in, what, nine NFL games all year? I think when you look at it, it's just it's hard to tell. I don't know which one is going to win. If I did, I would love to pass it on to you for free and let you know and make you a ton of money. I'm just saying 
I know the way these things go and the way the seasons have gone and the fact that the public did really well in the NFL for the first six weeks of the season, I think that's going to start turning. And you're going to start seeing more upsets. You're going to start seeing underdogs covering more and winning outright more. And with six spreads over eight points, it's the biggest one all season with this many games, with this high of a line. I, I'm not I'm not taking that trend. I'm not, And I'm not teasing them down because all it takes is one of them to lose the game outright. And one of them will lose the game outright this week. I'm telling you. I wish I knew which one. I think Arizona can do it. I really do. And you're saying, Steve, you're crazy. No, I'm not. The Arizona Cardinals beat the Dallas Cowboys when the Cowboys were 2-0 and and everybody thought they were the best team in the NFC. You know, upsets happen all the time in the NFL. And then when you least expect them, the Baltimore Ravens just blew out the Detroit Lions at home, 38-6. And now they're playing a team that's 1-6. You think they're motivated for this game? How can you get motivated for a game like this? I think they start slow and then they're going to have to turn it on. And then you just have to hope that they turn it on too late or when they do turn it on, it's not enough. So keep that in mind. The other thing. The other reason I like the Arizona Cardinals, and this might be a long shot, but for the first time since he tore his ACL last season, Kyler Murray practiced yesterday with the team. They opened up their practice. People saw him practicing, and he they say he's very close to returning. Well, what if Kyler Murray returns this weekend, and you're sitting here, and you put your bet in today, and you're getting the Cardinals at 9.5? Because that line's dropping to seven if he ends up being the quarterback for Arizona. It might even get under seven. So it's a it's a situational play. You're basically betting against the Ravens coming off a big win. That's what the play is. It's plus nine and a half. If we get Kyler Murray somehow quarterbacking this game now that he has practice this week and they say, you know what, we're going to put him in there, uh, even more of a bonus because clearly they wouldn't be nine and a half point favorites. So – I'll take the nine and a half, hope that Kyler comes back. And if he doesn't, I still like the Cardinals because as I've told you numerous times, including earlier this week, you don't bet teams, you bet numbers. You take the best number available. This number is too high. It just is. Not saying that Ravens can't win. I mean, numbers are high all the time and some teams might cover. But this situational play, especially since – it has been a play that has worked all year long. As I've told you, the team that had the best win in the NFL has not covered the next week because everybody is on them. And maybe they get full of themselves. Maybe they get excited. I don't know. They have not covered the next week. Most of them have lost the game outright. But this is a big number to lay. It's tough to win by double digits on the road. And they're almost a double-digit favorite on the road against a team that has shown, hey, if we play well, we can hang with you. They hung with Seattle last weekend, lost 20-10. to 10. They beat the Dallas Cowboys at home after Dallas started 2-0 and and everyone was singing their praises. So it is possible. That's why I like them as my underdog play of the week. And maybe we get Kyler Murray in there. If not, oh well. Thank you very much for listening. Really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Please pass it along to your friends. Let them know about all the plays this weekend. Maybe they want to get in on the action. Hopefully so. And hopefully we got some winners for you. Anyway, thanks again for listening. Talk to you on Monday. And remember, sports will always be the greatest reality show on television. See you.